apparently that's sorry that, that's that's the that's, start yep that's the start <laughs> because our stomachs keep making sounds while we're trying to record so we must going, just rah, 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 stand right rah, off rah, rah, rah. here hello Lindsay. hi jeff <laughs> welcome everybody to it's not episode 84 but we're at number 84 on the list it's not episode 84 it's episode 17 oh awesome so I number 84 on the list yes. which is easy rider from 1969 starring peter fonda and dennis hopper and apparently Tony Basil. Yes. Who's saying, oh, Mickey, you know, you're so fun. You're so fun. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Yep, that Tony Basil. Wow, that just happened. Yeah, that it? just happened. <laughs> not, a, not a movie about the counterculture of the 1960s. So there's that. Oh, should we do our opinions? Yes, we should. Real quick? quick because opinions. I really love this movie. And Jeff? Yeah, I didn't care for it. <laughs> this is the first time in in 17, 17 movies it's yes. taken where we do not agree cuz cuz as I was discussing off mic every single episode that we every movie we've watched we've basically had the exact same opinion on this is the first time that has not happened yep. which is going to be good because that should hopefully get meaty with our conversation later so but you know what our thoughts are so kind so, of on the fence with this one. I I suggest going to watch this movie Everyone needs to experience this movie, regardless of whether Jeff and I liked it. Oh, I think you should experience it. Just don't think you need to like it. <laughs> there may be no more episodes after this. <laughs> this is the end of Top Which Show. Which is sad for you guys, because Titanic is the next <laughs> it's movie. It's the next movie. And that's going to be the like most riff-tracked, most ridiculous episode ever. We should just record ourselves making fun of it the entire we time. We really should. And release we really an, uh, should. bonus audio. All right, bonus well, episode. that's for next week. <laughs> oh, Jack Nicholson's also in this movie, too. Yes, he is. Sorry. We'll discuss that, too. Too. Okay. <laughs> so this movie is rated R. It's an hour and 35 minutes. It is considered a drama. The plot is two counterculture bikers travel from Los Angeles to New Orleans in search of America. I don't really think you can search for America between LA and New Orleans. You're kind of missing like another half of the country, yes. just in my opinion. <laughs> they kind of only go through what? Five states? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Not a whole lot there they're seeing. No. But all right, whatever. It's good. I liked it. Yes, you did. I did. And when we get into our opinions, there will it'll probably come to light as to why Jeff didn't like it and maybe why I like it a lot. Yeah. When in reality, I, will, I would not like this movie. I will more. I don't know. Not reality. It's in reality. This is reality. This Welcome is reality. Real. Welcome to reality. I've had I've had a strange last couple of weeks, guys. I guess this last week. But yeah. String camp was weird. That I was am, a trip. Oh god. I we we will discuss. We will discuss, and I will rebuttal. I I don't flat out hate the movie. Have you seen Transpotting? Yes, I have. Did you like Transpotting? Yeah. See, and I like Transpotting. All right. So there we go. There's an because I'm looking at the you might also like at the bottom. Oh, okay. All American right. History X. That one was okay. Come on, that's a brilliant movie. No, I need to see. That oh, that's where I learned that I never want to be curbed ever. Um, yeah, okay, I know that much. I pretty much could tell you that without having seen that movie. Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> okay, I like Cool Hand okay. Luke. Okay, that one's okay. Okay, okay, let's 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 leave that for the discussion. Okay, let's okay, keep going sorry, with the movie. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're getting into the discussion way I know, too soon. I know. Sorry. <laughs> so it's got a seven point three out of ten on IMDb. Yep. And an eighty six Metascore. Now it has a Metascore. Yes, it That's has key. a Metascore. Which we've, in a lot of our films in the recent uh, history of the episodes here, recent history of the episodes, the last few episodes have not had a Metascore. So, for those of us who want to know what a Metascore is. Yes, what is a Metascore? Okay, 
It's loading. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Should have got on. that up before we started. I'm asking IMDb We're right asking now. IMDb. We're we filling. It's Siri. fine. A Metascore is considered a rating of a film. Scores are assigned to movies reviews of large group of large group of the world's most respected critics and weighted average are applied to summarize their opinions range. That made no sense okay, the way that so sentence was written. So what they did is they took they took the They're, ratings of a of a of a select amount of critics worldwide yep. and more or less averaged that. The result is shown in a single number that captures the essence of critical opinion in one metascore. So they basically adapted rating systems no matter if it was like a one out of five or, or like out of five stars out of ten stars out of a hundred and averaged them all yes. together. So, like, they would have moved, like, Roger Ebert's five st- or four stars. They would have averaged it so the four stars right. would have equaled 100 out of, you know, 100 out of 100. Okay, I got you. The higher the Metascore, the more positive reviews a movie has. Okay, which would make sense. And movies will get a Metascore only if at least four critics' reviews are collected. Oh, so the movies that haven't had any Metascores have been strictly just because there hasn't... They haven't had enough of the major critics review yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Which so would make sense for a lot of the older films, Here's I think. the top five with the highest number of Metascores. Okay. The Godfather has 100 out of 100. Lawrence of Arabia has 100 out of 100. The Wizard of Oz is 100 out of 100. Some movie called Fanny and Alexander, which is a Criterion Collection movie from 1982, is 100 out of 100. And The Sweet Smell of Success is 100 out of 100. So I'm looking through the top ten, and a lot of these I don't even know. Ooh, Night of the Hunter. Good movie. Sorry. Okay. Completely off track. Good movie. <laughs> that one's on TV every now and then. You should catch that one. When it's on... Uh, TV. It's on. It's, it's on in TV. black and white. Okay. It's a scary kind of movie. Yeah. Fanny and Alexander? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not American. No, it's... That would be why it's A lot Swedish. of the ones... Yeah, okay, a lot gotcha. of the ones on the top. So it's a foreign Five film. or okay, not. I got you. Understandable. Oh, and then second quick side note. Yeah. The MGM Lion. Ah, this is a harking back to our previous episode about the Marx Brothers when I asked if the lion from the MGM logo, if it was true that it was killed immediately after they filmed that opening because it, like, mauled somebody or something like that. That's the urban legend. And that is completely and utterly untrue. Every lion that they've ever used for MGM has lived for, I think, at least 15 or 20 years after they used it for the opening sequence. Okay. So the mauling of the trainer never happened. They never had to kill the lion right after it because it attacked somebody. shot immediately after. And it also never helped uh, sway a bank robbery that was in progress. I've never heard that Apparently, one. Apparently they were filming, they were, the, the, the other urban legend was that they were filming the MGM lion thing and inside this warehouse in LA that normally is empty they were using it to film that one day and these two bank robbers had just finished robbing a bank and came into the warehouse expecting it to be empty since it normally was empty Mm -hmm. but they were filming and the lion like tackled them down to the ground yeah okay that was the other urban legend none of that's true it's all fake none of that's true and lions live for like 20 years afterwards okay good it's all good so your summary of this film let's get back on track (laughs) Super awesome hair, lots of cocaine, Tony Basil, question mark, <laughs> metaphor, which I'll get into. Okay, I'm done with this acid trip, and I'm really glad I wasn't a biker in the late 1960s. I'm like just it. really glad it wasn't alive during the late 1960s. Yeah. You know, some people are like, oh, I really wish I could go back to, like, the 60s and the 70s. Um, the 60s and knowing 70s. what I know from 1965 to 1975, actually the early 60s to about 1975, I would not want to live then. Didn't seem like a good time. My, nost- my era of nostalgia is the 90s, thanks. Yeah. It's true. Like 98. <laughs> 98, Woo! 99. 98. Woo! 
Come on. I bring out a... bring out the goo goo dolls. <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> I love 1998. Oh, it's fine. Ugh. Anyways. So yeah, that's my summary. Interesting. Interesting summary. Let me do my awards and we'll get on to your trivia. Okay. I'm really excited for the discussion portion yes, of this, by yes. the way. Yes, we're, yes. We're I feel like we're get, almost pushing through. Get good. No, my <laughs> trivia is really, really good. My trivia is really good, I promise. And I, my things I've learned are pretty decent. So. And I was selective, but my trivia is really good. <laughs> so the awards for this film, um, this movie had 22 major film awards, two Oscar nominations, uh, no Oscar wins. Uh, but the nominations it had were Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Jack Nicholson, and Best Writing, which it was written by Peter Fonda, Dennis Hopper, and Terry Southern. Terry Southern, better known for Dr. Strangelove, uh, Barbarella. Not on the <laughs> not list. Not on the list. And the original spoof, Casino Royale, back in the 60s. Nice. Uh, and then also two seasons of SNL, from the seasons of SNL that nobody knows about, which would be mm. the early 80s season. Z- plural. <laughs> um, it was, however, entered into the National Film Registry in 1998. So that's kind I'm of all glad, I got for the awards. The, I'm glad it's in the. And I will. Thing. I will say this too. It yes, I'm glad it is in the National Film Registry because for what it does portray, it portrays a very specific era of American Americans, <laughs> America is what I was trying to say, uh, like a very specific slice of of our history, and I feel like it does portray it well. Mm-hmm. So yes, I am glad that it is in the National Film Registry by all means. Kind of giving an insight into what my opinions are going to be in a little bit. So, yes, those are all my awards, anyways. (laughs) Okay. So, your trivia. Okay. Trivia, go. So, Rip Torn. Dodgeball. Yeah. uh, Men Men in Black. Black. Drunken Guy in a Bank. Um, (laughs) Wonder Boys. Hmm. Good movie, by the way. Not the greatest book. Couldn't get into it. Good movie. All right. Rip Torn was originally cast in the role of George Hansen, which is Jack Nicholson's role. According to Torn, Dennis Hopper pulled a knife on him during a pre-production meeting. On The Tonight Show with Jay Leno in 1992, Hopper claimed it was Torn who pulled the knife. Torn sued Hopper for defamation of character and won. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so Peter Fonda's character, whose name is Wyatt in the film, Dennis yes. Hopper's name is Billy. Oh. They refer to Dennis Hopper, Dennis Hopper, they refer to Peter Fonda as Captain America through the yeah. whole movie. Just that you need that backstory for this piece of trivia and a lot of the trivia to follow. The Captain America jacket was designed by Peter Fonda and was made by two little old ladies in Los Angeles. The two little old ladies is in quotation marks. (laughs) It was later sold at a charity auction. And how much did you say the patch on the back of the jacket went for like $84,000? $89,000 in 2007. Just the patch. Not, Not the, the jacket. jacket. Just what remained just of the patch. big American flag on the back of the yes. jacket. And it's... Go on Wikipedia. You can see the picture. It's not... It's, it's not very... It does not look good. It's not... Like, for, for $90,000... Jeff will probably put it up on the website, I'll put it too. up on the site. According to Peter Fonda, four police bikes were customized for the film. One was burned during filming, and the other three were stolen before filming was completed. Huh. So they, they, they really didn't use any of the other ones, huh? Nope. <laughs> Peter Fonda, Dennis Hopper, and Jack Nicholson were actually smoking marijuana on camera. LSD, however, was not actually used during the acid scene, which Fonda has stated apparently many times. Could have fooled me. <laughs> the final campfire scene was left out of the original shooting schedule. The one where people get bludgeoned. Okay. Spoiler, sorry. People get bludgeoned. 
And this is way outside the 15-year mark, so get over it. Um, Will we say who got bludgeoned? No, leave okay. it. People get bludgeoned. People get bludgeoned. People get bludgeoned. There are people who get bludgeoned. Let's just say it this way. No one in this movie is alive at the end. I'm not going to tell you who dies when or how it happens, but it does. The final campfire scene... There's a nuclear bomb that goes off. No, no, not that kind of metaphor. (laughs) The final campfire scene was left out of the original shooting schedule, as I said, and was shot after both motorcycles had been stolen. Okay, so they just... Every motorcycle in this movie apparently got stolen, according to the trivia. Some of the weird lighting effects in the LSD scene in the cemetery came about because a can of film was accidentally exposed when it was opened before being developed. Interesting effect. Yep. Yeah, that would have done it. Nowadays, it would have all been digital, but that actually would have done really well for film back yeah. in the day. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. Peter Fonda was an experienced motorcycle rider, and the bike he rides in the movie is seriously stretched and raked and has tall ape hanger-style handlebars. This is from IMDb. I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> he has a bike. He has a bike with those big handles that are, like, <laughs> up above your head. We live in the state in which Harley <laughs> Davidson was founded, and we know nothing. <laughs> Where Harley Davidsons are like made. I had a professor who was the historian for the Harley Davidson company, and I still don't know anything about oh bikes. Oh my goodness! I just know I want one. He had a bike. <laughs> Dennis Hopper was not an experienced rider, and therefore his bike is less radically chopped. Gotcha. Okay. So you so can see that. So they gave him that. a more factory, like yeah, standard, standard bike. bike. Yep. So he didn't have to try to figure out how to drive one. That was crazy. Okay. Okay. So Peter Fonda wore the Captain America jacket and rode his chopper for a week around L.A. before shooting began to give them a broken-in look and to get used to riding the radically designed bike. Okay. The American flag on the back of the jacket and the gas tank of the bike caused him to be pulled over several times by the police. (laughs) You have to remember that this was going on... This movie was released in 1969, so they were probably filming it in 68. And, yeah, we weren't real big on being patriotic, I don't think, because of the Vietnam War stuff. Yeah, it was that Again, I reiterate, I would not have wanted to live during this time period, regardless of how good the music was. Just, no. It was that weird time in America where stuff was changing way too much for everybody. It was bad. Yeah. Just not, no. I'm glad I live when I live. Thank you. So really, if you think about it, you can go and watch Platoon, and what's going on back home is Easy Rider. Yes. Ish. Ish. We. I don't want to make a commitment to the date because I'm really bad. That's with why years I said ish because I know stuff. it'll be a I'm also for not a great at geography. Don't even get me started <laughs> on that. This was in America. Thank you. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I meant where things are located within their specific countries. Never mind. <laughs> Dennis Hopper <laughs> had the original cut of the film at an estimated three hours in length. Oh my god, I don't know what the hell. And upon done reviewing with it with some of the other key members of the production staff, the length was cut was cut down to its current length of an hour and a half. You cut an hour and a half out of this movie. I have no clue what the hell they would have done. I'm sure there's a lot more they could have done. <sighs> a lot more. You don't even know. I Ugh. just. I'm, I'm going to get real pretentious in this episode. I'm not going to want to listen to it. Is the LSD scene going to go on for like 20 more okay, minutes? Okay, that went on for way too long. <laughs> I'm just going to say. And that one shot in the commune where they go in a circle. It's like a five minute long. He, like, it, like they all stood like in a circle. Like steady shot. Yeah, and the camera just pans across and it's everyone's not good. face. It's not good like it is in Goodfellas. It's no. just like. How, how many people do we have? It's like, have we looped around yet? I thought they looped around at least once. They did They not. didn't, but I thought they, they didn't. did. Okay. 
So the New Orleans cemetery in the movie is St. Louis number one, which is a Catholic cemetery. They didn't have permission to shoot there and Catholic audience members were shocked at th- that the church allowed it. Since then, no other films have been allowed to shoot at St. Louis number one unless it's a documentary and you have permission. Interview with the Vampire from 1994 and Double Jeopardy from 1999, among other films, have since all used the Lafayette Cemetery, which is a Protestant cemetery. Gotcha. Which is interesting that they didn't have permission to film there since there was naked chicks in that scene. It was the 60s. That's where they do the the, uh, the acid trip. I'm pretty sure that they probably did guerrilla style. They just showed up. They're like, hey, this is a cool filming location. Well, and I'm, just I'm filmed. getting there. You have you don't even know. I don't even know. You don't even know. Man, I... You don't even know. You okay. don't I'm really going to stop saying that, I promise. You, you don't even know. You don't know. During Jack Nicholson's UFO speech, Dennis Hopper was intent on getting him very stoned on marijuana. The laughing that eventually broke up his speech was not planned, and when Nicholson repeats the line, it it would be devastating, it was the next take. Because they had to calm down, because they got the giggles. They got the giggles. Peter Fonda's character is referred to by his real name only one time in the movie. Billy, who's Dennis Hopper, does not refer to Captain America as Wyatt until the final campfire scene towards the end. Okay. This was one of the first films to make extensive use of previously released musical tracks rather than a specifically written film score. This is common with films now, but was quite unusual at the time. The exception was the Beatles films and some other special cases. Okay. Because the Beatles movies, you know, always had soundtracks always had. of their... It was their music, though. Exactly. Like Hard so, Day's Night and Help, Magical Mystery Tour... And Yellow Submarine. So this was one of those, This was, was this the, did you say this was the first film that? One of the first ones. One of the first movies mm-hmm. that utilized just, hey, we're just putting as many songs, like basically popular songs or little right. known songs unlike, to be popular. Unlike the last picture show, which used just like ambient, Ugh. um, like music, <laughs> Sorry, like stuff playing on jukeboxes that happened like organically. I use right. organically with quotations because it wasn't, it's a movie. But it was, it was designed so that way it felt... Like it was, it was the music of that era was what was playing on it. But this was, this wasn't that. Like it wasn't. They weren't listening to "Born to Be Wild" on their like speakers or radio. It was again. They didn't have that then. No, probably. Shortwave radio. But anyways. Dennis Hopper and Peter Fonda did not write a full script for the movie and made most of it up as they went along. They didn't hire a crew, but instead picked up hippies at communes across across the country and used friends and passerby passers-by to hold the camera and were drunk and stoned most of the time. Let's make a movie! Yeah! This is gonna be fun. This is just, this is drive. Let's just do it. Come on, man, let's just do it. It'll be fun. Let's make a movie. We should open a bar. We should open, we should totally open a bar. <laughs> Captain America's chopper, Peter Fonda's chopper, was so squirrely said again in quotation fingers, to ride that at one point Jack Nicholson, who was on the back, squeezed his knees into Fonda's side to balance himself and broke one of his ribs. Oh, damn. Jack Nicholson broke Peter Fonda's ribs with his knees. Jack Nicholson. Knees of steel. Knees of steel. (laughs) Okay, you might know this name. I'm not familiar with this name. Samuel Z. Arkoff. Kind of at American International Pictures turned down the picture. Okay. He later said that not doing this film and Night of the Living Dead were his two biggest regrets. Dude had the option to do Night of the Living Dead uh-huh. and didn't take it. Well, Night of the Living Dead, 
Okay. That would have that was back in an era that was pre like zombies. Like nowadays that would be like the uh, Living uh, Dead is the black and white one with the cemetery at the beginning of Coming it, right? To get you, Barbara. Yes. yes, thank you. I get I know the difference. I truly do. I get Night of the Living Dead and <laughs> Night of the Living Dead and what's the one that just remade? You um, just downloaded it. Oh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Yes. I get those confused. Too many deads. Yes. Too much dead. Completely different era. <laughs> and because then there, it's, it's, it's Evil Dead and then what? Return. It's Evil Dead, Evil Dead, dead 2, 2, Dead by Dawn, and then Army of Darkness. Okay. But there's Night of the Living Dead and then there's Return of the Night of the Living Dead? There's Night of, there's Night of the Living Dead. There's Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Then there's Return of the Living Dead, which is actually... Kind of a sequel, but not actually a sequel. It is not by Romero. It's not by the same guy who did the other ones. But it's by, I want to say, it's by one of the two original writers of Night of the Living Dead who decided to say, screw you all with your movies. I'm going to make my own film. Okay. It is like this weird split off, like parallel world movies that are based upon that same point, but don't connect with the rest of the movie. Okay. Mm. Sorry for that tangent. I needed clarification, so I stopped sounding like an idiot all the time. <laughs> Dennis Hopper was going through a very bad time during production, probably because he was drunk and stoned all the yeah. time. He was in a state of drug-induced paranoia and screamed at everyone all the time. Oh, really? Uh... Crew members secretly recorded his tirades and sent the tapes to the production company in Los Angeles to explain why so many of them quit the film. <laughs> That's the real reason they had to hire hippies. Yeah. <laughs> Because he just got mad at everybody else. Okay. For the famous soliloquy that Peter Fonda does in the cemetery while tripping on acid, Dennis Hopper asked Peter to talk to the statue as if he were talking to his mother, who died of suicide when Peter was 10 years old. Peter didn't want to do it as he had never confronted his feelings about his mother, but Hopper insisted, which is why you hear Peter call the statue mother, and he states that he both loves her and hates her, which expresses his conflicted emotions. This scene persuaded Bob Dylan to allow the use of his song, It's All Right, Ma, I'm Only Bleeding, from Bringing It All Back Home, which was released in 1964, in one of the final scenes, which contains lyrics referring to suicide. Peter told Dylan, I need to hear those words, and he agreed to its use. But it's not performed by Dylan, it's performed by Roger McGowan, who performed with the birds. Dennis Hopper and Jack Nicholson, huge fans of Italian director Michelangelo Antonioni, A-N-T-O-N-I-O-N-I. Antonio, 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 Antonio. Yeah, you're Italian. You can't even say I gotta look at it. Anyway, I'll look at it. You keep going. That director invited their idol to the first screening of their film. The director was sufficiently impressed and cast Nicholson in his next feature film, The Passenger, in 1975. Oh. And some graffiti on the wall of the jail cell reads H.D. Stanton, likely a reference to Harry Dean Stanton, a good friend of Jack Nicholson. Oh, that makes sense. Boom! Trivia. You've been trivia, bitches. By the way, I need to reiterate and uh, clarify my Night of the Living Dead reference. Oh, Actually, good. what it was... Here we go. ...was there was an author, or there was a, there was a script being written uh, called Return of the Living Dead at the same time that Romero was doing Dawn of the Dead. Okay. So, late 70s, early 80s. Damn. Um, they gave the script to um, uh, uh, Dan O'Brien, who's the guy that wrote Alien. And Alien. Total- 
Alien and Total Recall. And like okay. a, he wrote a bunch of movies, very good sci-fi films that okay. everybody knows. Um, but Dan O'Brien said he would not direct Return of the Living Dead because it felt it was written as a direct sequel to Night, Night of the, the Living, Living Dead. Dead. He didn't want it to be invading on Romero's turf. So okay. they rewrote it and made it funnier and kind of split it off a little bit. Okay. But it's still unofficially part Cannon. of that same world. Okay. It's weird. Okay. Sorry, I wanted to clarify that because That's I don't like fine. being wrong no. about stuff. Yeah, and then people yell at us and it's Yeah, and I don't want to be yelled at. I don't like getting yelled at when I'm wrong. So one more human. section, and then we'll get to our conversation. Okay. Things I've learned from oh, this movie. I didn't even hear anything about this during I kept we it quiet watching. while you we were did. watching. I got nine. Wow. Number one. Dennis Hopper was doing a great Gallagher impersonation the entire time. Yeah, that mustache. It was just weird. Number two, America was weird in the 60s. America. You don't even know. (laughs) Number three, crazy hippies. That hit that yeah that whole sequence again the with the commune. whole yeah that is whole that thing. where it lost you I feel like that's where it lost At, you I feel like you were on board until we got to there and then you were done yeah we'll come back to that okay number four apparently it was really easy just to become part of a parade back in the sixties I mean granted they did get arrested they did but where the hell was that cop I don't know it's, they looked like they were riding in the parade for a while I don't know number five lawyer Jack Nicholson knows a lot about UFOs and aliens. Again, the whole, I mean, they could have, could have just been because they were high and he was just stream of conscious rambling, going and yeah. rambling, but still. Number six, small town cafe patrons were dicks back in the day. Again, I know, it was, I know, I like it. I know and a lot they, of it has to do with that. And, and that era of time. Yeah. And yeah. Number seven, when I think New Orleans Mardi Gras fun times, I think, hey, let's all go to the cemetery. And drop acid. And drop acid. Number eight, oh, Mickey. You're so fine. <laughs> and number nine. <laughs> and number nine, America. America. <laughs> that was what I learned from this movie. We are recording this on July 3rd. Yes. So it's kind of appropriate that we watch this right before the... Right before 4th of July. Right before H4J, as we call it, <laughs> our friend circle. Yes. <laughs> it's like the first year in... Six, six, seven years. No, for me, it's like five years. For you, it's five years, I think. Five years that we have not celebrated the 4th of July together. Yeah, we will not be celebrating this year. It's kind of sad. It is a little sad. (laughs) It's it's fitting because we didn't celebrate New Year's Eve together this last year either. So So you know what? Screw this year. We're not having friends Thanksgiving anymore either. We're not doing Christmas no, we are too doing Christmas. Why would you even say that? You're horrible. Like that's the one you care about. Yeah, because I get presents, duh. So Christmas is canceled. Will they still air Rudolph? Sorry, office. Sorry. So our let's let's opinions. get into our discussion. You can go Let, first. Can I put my professor glasses on and give a little glasses. bit of a background about yes. why I feel I might have enjoyed this movie more than you? Yes. So I've mentioned it before, but I went to graduate school for music history. We don't like to talk about it because it was not the wisest decision I've ever made in my lifetime. But... It happens. It happens. I'm on a better educational track now. So, I went to grad school for music history, and I specialized in American popular music from 1965 to 1975, focusing specifically on Bob Dylan. Specifically, specifically Bob Dylan's lyrics. And I covered, a, I took a lot of classes specifically on this era of music. Okay. I took a class on like folk music and contemporary culture. I took a class called the literary aspects of rock and roll. I took a class, I think it was like American folk and blues. I can't remember all the names. I took lots of like 
700, 600 level grad school classes. And I was very immersed for like two and a half years, like from the second week I was in grad school to like even now, very immersed in this era of history Mm -hmm. and music and counterculture and the hippies and all this stuff that was going on. And yet I still don't remember dates of things. Sorry, everybody. And I feel like that's why I maybe found this like a more interesting movie Mm -hmm. than maybe you did. Just because I'm overly familiar with it. Yeah. Because normally this is not, you know, especially like the acid trips. I'm just like, what? Why? It what is the point of this? Long. But here's the thing. This, I feel like this has even less of a storyline than the last picture show, mm-hmm. but I liked it better. That may have had to do with the music and what was going on and stuff like that. Or even just like the history I knew of it. Or the fact that it was actually legitimately filmed in the middle of all this. Because it was done in 1969. And technically the hippies didn't die off until like almost the mid-70s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeff's just staring at me I, I'm, going, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm agreeing. And I will agree. I will say this. Don't get me wrong. Because we, we, I posted the poll on Facebook. I yes. wanted to know what people thought about us talking about the music. I agree. The music in the movie is very good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have, I have, I have music from all eras, all decades. I enjoy music from all over the place. Yep. There is, but for every single decade, there's also a limit to like how far into that style of music that I can go. Yes. Before it just becomes just I don't even want to listen to it. Type. Stuff. Gotcha. It's every decade. I like. I like. I. I like a lot of the bands from the '80s, but there's a limit as to how far I can go with '80s music. Before like you're not just... gonna watch Rock of Ages. But there's a lot of good songs in Rock I know. Of Ages. Shut up. I, I was semi for semi watched the movie, and I actually kind of really like Rock I, of Ages. Shut up. That one was that. One, I like. I like the music Mom. in that one. But at the same time, there's so like I like the music. Don't, it has nothing to do with the music in it. I thought the music was a really good selection in it. It's, however, not my favorite decade or two decades for that matter. The the early 60s, 60s through the mid 70s. Those two decades of music. Yeah. Not a huge fan of a lot of that stuff. Not saying not everything. Again, I have music from that entire time. It's just not the era that I care for. Fair enough. I'm also not a huge Bob Dylan fan, like at all. So I like how I had this kind of angry silence at you until yes. I I literally <laughs> a half an hour ago, like right before we started the podcast, said I think I'm finally at the point where I can listen to Bob Dylan and not want to tear my eardrums out with a nice yeah. egg. Because it was non-stop. I own like between 40 and 60 books specifically on Bob Dylan. I know. Every time I, we, we used to hang out, you always had another book there on was Bob a, Dylan. There was a picture of, like, pictures of me on Facebook from Christmas where I've just got... Actually, we I, I will I will sh- find a picture for you okay. that you can put up on the website of me. It's, like, just me from, like, my eyeballs up. Yeah. And I'm sitting behind a wall of Bob Dylan books that I'm pretty sure were the books I needed just for that semester alone. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. you kept getting them. And, again... Not hating on Bob Dylan. No, that's fine. Just he not can the be music. warranted to be hated on. Just not because the music I like. No, and I don't like a lot of his music either. I like there's like three albums I will voluntarily listen to. Other than that, it's like I pick things here and there. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna be a Dylan scholar. Like I was going to school to like be an expert in this. And I still I'm not an expert. I'm probably I would say hobbyist, mm-hmm. not an amateur, more of a hobbyist when it comes to this era of history now, mostly because I'm going to school to be a teacher instead of a professor because 
Yeah, we're not going to get into that. This is <laughs> that's, not a whole turn, that's a whole other podcast. This is going to turn a super happy, sad time or something like that. <laughs> we'll just do an episode where we just pour everything So I will I will agree. I think the reason why you liked it a lot more I is because, to it more? because you connected to it okay. more because you spent time dealing with head it. first in that whole yeah. time frame. I don't care about that time frame of America. In all fairness. It was ugly. It was an ugly time period. And part of the reason why I think I don't care is because I know how ugly it is. I do realize all the shit that happened in that era. (laughs) You are peeking everywhere right now. That one needed to be peaked. Okay. (laughs) But like I... Hey, Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) No, because it all... Skillabop. And, okay. Uh, No, so I would have to say that, like, I understand how much crap went on at that time. I know... All bad stuff that happened. And I think a part of me, because it's like, you know what? It has happened. I understand how bad it has happened. I don't want to wallow in it. N- not saying that's what you're I doing. Think, but I, th- no, no, I don't want to I, I don't want to have to deal with it again. It's already been a terrible thing. And that's again, happened. I don't I have this theory. I'm very much an emotional sponge. Mm-hmm. And I don't enjoy Yeah, you freaked out about certain things. Before. A lot of time dwelling on things that make me uncomfortable or unhappy Mm -hmm. and again i haven't spent a lot of time with like the history of america at this point i did the history of music at this point but the music is very reflective of america and i don't like dealing like when i dealt with bob dylan stuff i didn't do his early protesty stuff i Mm -hmm. only started doing it like when he went electric and started pissing everyone off right and said you know he got up in front of the civil liberties council and you want a good movie about the life of Bob Dylan, everybody? That's an actual movie and not a documentary. I'm not there. Which oh, has the got Christian everybody. Bale and Heath Ledger and Ben Whishaw and Kate Blanchett, Blanchett as Bob Dylan. That's right. That was the one it's I was trying to It's a brilliant movie. Brilliant movie. Good they music. Play, brilliant They, they movie. all play him at different points in his life, yes. right? Yep. That's what it was? And it gives okay. you a good snapshot of all the things in his career. It's good. It's a nice tie-in piece with this, probably. Yeah. Good call. Good call. You would like it. I, and Even I, though, like, not liking Bob it. Dylan, you would yeah. like it. I, I enjoy I enjoy learning about people, too. So, I mean, it's, again, I just don't care for his... I don't care for all of his music. I'll say that. His voice can be a little hard to take, especially if we get into later stuff. Yeah. Well, some of the stuff you were just playing before we started recording was kind of weird. Well, I played you something oh, from 1964, that... and then I played you something from Nashville Skyline, which doesn't even sound like Bob Dylan, no. and then I played you something that came out in 2010. Yeah. He's well, still he sounds alive, like he's... right? Yes, he's okay. still alive. Knock on wood. I keep... Knock on wood, he's still alive. <laughs> sounds like he's been gargling gravel. Oh, my God. That's I... what happens when you sing I mean, he still tours and everything. Years. We've completely gotten off track with the movie. But Bob Dylan, I think, is a big part of this. <laughs> He's got a lot of songs thing. on the album. He, 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 no, was, he, that, he was a good reflection <laughs> of that era. He is. I'd have to say. But, like, I Back really, to the movie. Enough I, about Bob Dylan. I don't care anymore. I agree. You you were right. During the... the What is that? The, the commune. The, the, the commune, commune part. That, in the yurt. They, it started losing me at that point. Because I started seeing the film as... I could tell they did not have a script. And a lot of it comes down to it's not what's happening, it's the lack of what's happening because it comes that. from a filmmaker's side of I, stuff okay, and a storyteller. I, I can get that. Because I'm like, this has nothing to, what the hell, like nothing is making sense and it just... That was kind of the whole thing behind counterculture. I know, and that's the thing. And I realized like that was the point. And I, I can see that as a whole from the right. movie. I see that was the point of the movie was to show that... America does not make sense right now. 
and like nothing makes sense and no. this is a different world we're not we don't it doesn't matter what was before we're doing stuff different but to see it on film and i understand that yes i agree like those cuts you like between the scenes uh-huh. bugged the shit out of me <laughs> because again i'm sitting there going why the hell would you do that that's stupid why you, it doesn't make why are you like that in my head that lens is what's flare. going on there were no lens flares and Sorry. but like the the acid trip sequence it was very well edited. Like it, and I'm it sorry, worked. that is such a like. You pull that as like a clip of like everything from that period. Yeah, from film of that period yeah. in general. It's just. It was still just like, what the hell is going on? I even but, said, what the hell? I'm like, okay, that's hence part of my summary as I am done with this acid trip. Yeah, but like it was very well done, but it bugged me. the movie. The reason why I just don't like the movies because. I'm, oh, you full out just said you didn't like the movie. Yeah, I don't like the movie. <gasps> Sorry, I just, I don't. Oh, this is the last episode of Top Shelf. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm because kidding. we have good conversations when we don't agree on I it. I know, so. this is going to be like the third longest episode we've done. But I just, I, I just, I can't, I can't do the movie. I, I've, I'm sorry. It's Okay. I'm sorry, I'm I don't not, like it. Our friendship is not affected by this. It's fine. I'm also apologizing to those listening who do enjoy the movie. In all fairness, I'm sorry. This I is just gonna don't happen. Like it's it. gonna happen. But again, I am very grateful. It is in the National Film Registry because, as a film, and like I said, as a film showcasing it's a, good snapshot, a snapshot of, of that time. Exactly. Yes. I'm good. so we glad can agree it is. On that, yes, then. I'm glad it's in the registry because this is not of something Jeff's like going to put on his Christmas list. No, I may actually buy this movie. No, actually, I'm just getting rid of the movie as soon as we're done ooh, watching. Ouch! <laughs> I have no desire that's, to watch it again. Ooh, that's harsh. But eh, I just, I'm sorry. I don't hate the movie. I just don't like it. I don't absolutely like. Are you going through my movie collection to I'm find a movie that you hate? Uh, okay, I've never <laughs> seen any of the Terminator movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, just wait until this next episode, folks. We're doing Titanic, and you get to listen to me complain about how much I hate James Cameron. Oh, I hate James Cameron so much. We have had that conversation before, too. I refuse to see Avatar. Refuse to see Avatar. Because we have had that conversation. And Jeff owns Avatar. It's sitting on his oh, Blu-ray shelf right behind yeah. me right now. I still don't like it, though. Then why do you have it? I don't know why I bought it, You don't even honestly. have it in 3D. Fuck that. <laughs> I hate 3D. Shut up. I like 3D. I have made my peace with 3D as of late. We, we have had that discussion about James Cameron before, which we are not going to have it again in this episode. We're going to have it on the next one because we are going to reiterate what I was talking about about James Cameron, but we're going to save that. So, yes, in the end, I just don't like this movie. I'm sorry. That's fine. I don't. I'm not offended. I'm over it. The movie as a whole, I do That's not fine. care for. Jack Nicholson, I actually liked his performance. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I can see why they gave him a Best Supporting Actor a nomination. He did a good job in it. Kind of like shot his career. To oh yeah, because this was because this I was. I cannot believe The Shining is not on this list. <laughs> and that was another. That was eleven more years after this movie that that happened. But I don't. He still hadn't done Chinatown yet at this point. Uh, he had, however, co-wrote the my monkeys mother, my movie sister, my Head, mother. which was what ultimately destroyed the monkeys. Thank God. Like it. It was what they seek. They they basically created that movie to strictly destroy the monkeys' image. 
Yeah. And that movie was terrible. Yeah, it is it terrible. I've seen parts of it and it's bad. <sighs> but he co-wrote it over like an acid trip or like getting yeah. high, which is funny. I'm so sure. Yeah. So anyways, but that is, that's my opinion of this that's movie. That's fine. And I'm glad we had differing <laughs> opinions on it. It's going to be good just to see on the website to actually see that we have different opinions I know, on it. For once. For once. For once. So. Oh, it's okay. We'll get there. <laughs> I'm going to break your heart when I hate a Charlie Chaplin. <gasps> <laughs> no! <laughs> 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 That's not going to happen out of my house. <laughs> my show. Our my show. show. My what show. is the next movie on our list? Number. You have it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Number 80. Oh, that's right. Titanic. 3. 83? I don't remember. It is 83. It's 83. I'm pretty sure it's 83. Yes. 83. Titanic from oh, 1997. Right. <laughs> what? So. Not our newest film, because uh, The Sixth Sense was the still Sixth Sense is our newest, newest film. So this is our second newest yep. film that we've done. Yep. And we are watching Titanic, correct? Yes, we are. And I do think we are. I think you while we watch it. Okay. <laughs> we're done being Canadian. Can we continue the podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, cannot. No, I, I, I definitely, I think what we're going to do for Titanic, I think we will record... I think I'm just going to hit record while we watch it. So any comments we make during the film, I think I'll release a bonus little after because because I will sit. No, you can't release it as a bonus episode. It's going to be three hours long. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll edit the episode. They used to have okay? an intermission in the middle of Titanic. <laughs> like coming from the guy who I don't own it. I do not no. own Titanic. We... I have owned Titanic on VHS, VHS and DVD. And it was a... Uh, we might have it on DVD. <clears throat> I did own we it at one point. do not own it on Blu-ray. I know that. No, I don't own it on Blu-ray. But it... it, it My I... mom stood in line at Blockbuster to buy it at midnight. She was in the paper. <laughs> Jeez. I we... saw it in the theaters five times. I... 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 This was 97. I was... 13 years old when that movie came out. <laughs> Joe and I went and saw that movie in the theaters right at the tail end oh, of its okay. showing. Yeah. It was in a back little theater. There was four other people in the audience and the print looked like crap. Like there was, you could tell they had played it millions of times at that point because there was lines and it didn't, it yeah. like, it fell off the frame at one point. <laughs> I felt like we were watching a Grindhouse movie from the nice. 60s. that's awesome. Like, now looking back, I know what that is, but at the time I didn't. So, yes, okay, no Titanic. More, no more talking about Titanic. Titanic is going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> Depending so, on when we do it, we may need to drink and watch Titanic. Oh, which would, would make it even better episode. for us to record our own commentary. Oh, yeah. But uh, yes, so so that's it. So real quick plug again: iTunes, find us on fa- on iTunes, and find us on Facebook. Like our page. Continue to like us. Can Thank please you continue for, to like us. Thank, thank you, you for people. so much to everyone who's liked it, and anybody who comments. And shout out to people who actually comment and like like our posts on the Facebook. Yes, because I know you guys are looking at them. But there's very few people who actually actually like comment on them, and I appreciate that person. Thomas. Thomas. Tom, thank Tom, you. Tom. Whatever you go by, thank you, sir. Yes, we appreciate it. <laughs> we do actually appreciate comments. because We really do. Because we did we did read we did read your response. So shout out to you, thank dude. You. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. And if you want an actual shout out from us, do something on the Facebook that we can see. <laughs> make a comment. Make a post. Post a on night, the wall. Please don't be mean. <laughs> My fragile, fragile little ego won't be able to handle it. And, and then I'll it will spiral. be the last and episode. Just, and then it will be the last episode and I will blow up everything. <laughs> 
So yeah, so that that's that's all I got for this episode. That's Lindsay. all I got for this episode too. We're good. Yeah, we're good. We're gonna watch Titanic. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> I can't wait to see. I can't, Kate. Wait, to watch I can't it. wait to see Kate Winslet's boobs again. That'll be fun. Draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> I can't wait to just make asinine quotes the whole time we watch it. So anyways. So anyways. Thanks everybody. Thank you. It's all uphill from here, folks. It's all uphill it's from here. It's gotta be all uphill from here. Good night, Radio Raheem. <laughs> that one was not as loud as last time. That or was it? It was it not was creepy. Deafening and creeping. <laughs> Turn into Batman. Turn into Batman. We need to end this episode. Goodbye, now. everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Everybody. <laughs> God, shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. Just stop it. It's done. We should really stop the episode. <laughs> I can do Batman. Can't do fame or the no, crap. What is that thing that one YouTuber? It's the it's the Roomba. The thing about Roombas. <laughs> Roombas, good for the environment, but what a weird <laughs> twisty cough. <laughs>more information about this and other programming, visit our official website at www.ghostat.net.